What's up, y'all? It's your boy Forky and Zach, and we're back and we're better. Well, not really, because I'm a bit under the weather and shit, but you know the vibes. On this episode of Family Dinner, we got the queen herself, Bambi. We talk about her touring, her new music, her Vogue interview, amongst other important topics. Hope y'all enjoy the show. Shagabon, hit it! DJ and I'm a producer. Um, my name is Bambi, obviously. Oh, you guys. Oh, we're doing it. How, wait, how, so, long, how long ago? How, you um, how old am I? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Notice how I didn't say. <laughs> we were like, what are you, like 21? I'm like, let's go with that. <laughs> like, um, I started DJing like five years ago now. Or Okay, so Jerk is six I years old. I thought that was way longer. No, I, Jerk is six years old. So, so I Jerk was the first party I ever DJed. What? Yeah. Jerk was the yeah the first party I ever DJed, and so Jerk is six Where years old. Where was the first one? It was at Double Double End, which doesn't oh, exist anymore. Oh wow! Shit. Yeah, the first one ever was at Double Double End. Yeah. And I uh, heard that you were throwing parties even before you started DJing. Right? Yeah, I was throwing a party called Recess, which was like a really small. Party. I, I was gonna send. You know what? Could we bring it up now? Oh, that like you stole the name from me? No, no, no. We haven't used it yet, but... Like, <laughs> I brought um, it up. Like, a month ago, yeah. he comes to me, he's like, dude, I have a genius idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, genius. Like, he looks at me like, I thought we, we finally... I honestly thought I just like, I invented I thought cure we, for everything. I genuinely thought we had, like, a million-dollar idea yeah. with his, the excitement in his eyes. I'm like, yo, what is it? And he's like... Recess. <laughs> and, and before that, he made me swear on my child or something that I would never use it without him. Or yeah. da, da, da. And then today, when I was reading one of your interviews, I saw that it said recess, and I videotaped it. Oh, it's been later, right during the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, what was your idea? Yeah, you know, I want to just do like a, a monthly or weekly outdoor event called recess. Oh, okay. Which so yeah. Sounds dope. So it was an outdoor event called Recess. Oh, okay, so it, it was an outdoor event? It was an outdoor, oh. it was a block party in Kensington. You know, pay her. We're <laughs> 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 a royalty. Now, I don't even know if we can do it anymore. No, we can't um, do it anymore. It's, so, it's like ridiculous. You know how it is. Yeah. Oh, sorry, should I not lean back? Could I no, I think you're fine. No, okay. Um, it's an outdoor, it was an outdoor event called Recess, and I did it with Monique. Ah. Uh, Monique Hines, who works at Soho. Sure. Yeah, she's the best. And, uh, yeah, we were doing it together in Kensington, and it was just, like, a free outdoor blog party, and we would buy... It's kind of was centered around that, Double Dutch. In, was it in that... The park? Alley? It wasn't an alley. It wasn't in a park. It was right on the street during Pedestrian Sunday. Oh, cool. And we, our, we had a friend who um, owned a vintage store, we, so we sort of, like, used his sort of, like, lot okay. kind of thing, and um, it was kind of centered around Double Dutch, so we'd buy all these, like skipping ropes and like kind of game stuff yeah and we had djs and yeah um so that was the first event i did but i wasn't a dj then i wasn't djing were you throwing the party i was just throwing the party what what part like how did you get involved in that in terms of like the scene stuff like how did you like how were you involved before that um in the scene? Yeah. Oh, because I like parties. I like yeah, the club. Okay, so you just want to play. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. like me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I just like the club. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I like sincerely, truly, like, 
all the best things about partying, I, like, really enjoy, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that, um, yeah, it's, like, an underrated space, it's very it's underrated. two-sided coin, because there's yeah. a beautiful side of partying, where you and there's like, a terrible side yeah. as well. We were just yeah. talking about Dante before you got your collie, yeah. and, like, he's just a bright light everywhere, yeah. so nice and fun, and at any party, he's, he's kind of the embodiment of that good stuff. Definitely. And then, and then you have, like, the King Street sort of douchebag bottle service, yeah. whatever you want, want to call it. Yeah. Fighting. Drugs. Drugs. All these yeah. things. Exactly. Yeah. I have to say, like, I think, you know, not to be gassed, but I have to say, like, I've been lucky, I think, because I don't, like, have substance problems and I've kind of never interacted with... Oh. What was that? That's a sneeze. What oh. <laughs> the fuck are like, you sneezing for? If I was a serial killer in your house, you'd be dead. <laughs> That's how you the sneeze? That was loud as shit. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Could, no one can rob banks for you. Anyways, um, uh, what was I saying? You're saying you don't have substance problems. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, like I've never sort of had those issues, so like mm. my introduction and my time in like nightlife has been very kind of idealistic and I've, I've yeah. met so many amazing people met so many amazing artists and just like as a young person like I can't especially after dropping out of university I don't know what other kind of space I would have met so many you know what I mean if you're not totally. in an institution and you're not at work right like when you go outside where are you going right. to meet people you know what I mean it's yeah. really this like kind of the like entertainment spaces are really the only space to connect with many different kinds of people totally. in a short amount of time that you know are usually not like you or different than you or well, that's such a good point you know which is crazy though because you they all happen so fast so that you don't know if those interactions are real or not so they, you kind of just like come and go but i think in a small city especially like toronto yeah. where we're going to the there's a like i was saying it the other day i'm like yo we've been like going to these <laughs> parties and seeing each other I see y'all more than I see, like, my family. Because <laughs> like, no, I've been seeing consistently, I've been seeing everyone, ev nearly every, not every weekend, I'm not out here like <laughs> some people are, but <laughs> I'm not out every weekend, but I've been seeing everyone consistently at least twice a month for years now, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we've watched each other um, grow up and... Um, yeah, I think there's I think there's value in that, especially mm -hmm. when I'm talking like especially when I the, the party spaces are like more intentional and yeah. you know it, there's more of a like a curation yeah, around them, you know what I mean? Where there's like artists, there's like DJs, because mm -hmm. um, you're 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 not really gonna catch me in a place that's like you know again like back to that. There's a difference in nightlife. There's like that bottle store. There's places where I like where you can feel that it's just to make money. You know what right. I mean? It's bottle service. It's the and sensationalized it, in a particular way. It's like yeah. having a line of people outside. So it looks popping when it's not. It's yeah. who gives a fuck about who's playing. It's just packing bodies into a room. With shitty sound. Yeah, with shitty sound. It's like, a, it's like just literally a money grab. And there's yeah. other places where I'm like, someone is trying to like... Set a vibe. Set, create a space, set a vibe, expose people to different kinds of artists, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that that I think it's really important. You seem so passionate about 
this and I have to ask like because you said you went to university for a while beforehand before you mm -hmm. decided to use, take this as a career path <laughs> have you always been into music like was that a passion of yours before school and all that shit um yeah so well, what'd you study so I went to Roseville School of the Arts which is a very white arts liberal something yeah like yeah. an alternative supposed to be an alternative yeah. art school it was pretty trash by my in Your my experience. opinion yeah um, but I was, I was in the music program there and like, I was always interested in music, but I didn't know like what I wanted to do per mm -hmm. se. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, um, like I had particular tastes or things that I like gravitated towards, but like, especially when I was in high school, like Toronto seemed so centered around like indie rock, you know what I mean? There was yeah. nothing like, it's I so weird how it shifted. Yeah. So it was like. Think of an indie simple plan. Yeah, not not simple plan, but more like. I'm I'm not from here. <laughs> broken social scene. Okay. That was uh, the big thing when I was in high school, like yeah. bands like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was cool, and I was also into that, but it was also just very like white and male, and um, I liked other kinds of music that I like heard out just through like my mom has amazing music taste, and um, there was just kind of no translation of that like around me. I remember like seeing like a band like Thunder Heist. I don't know if you remember Thunder Heist, yeah, right? Um, and that was like crazy. Like, you know what Thunder Heist is? It was, it's like a, it was an electronic duo. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like a girl, she was like a rapper. Her name was Isis, she was black. And it was Graham, who's a techno DJ producer. Mm -hmm. And he was the producer. And they were kind of like doing sort of this like fusion of like rap and electronic. It's not lame. I know when you say fusion, it sounds lame. When people say fusion, no, I get worried. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, don't say fusion. Early, early fusion is cool. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But it, it was actually really cool, and that was the first time I'd ever seen that, you mm -hmm. know, and, and heard that kind of music. But anyways, yeah, I'm saying that I didn't really know what my relationship to music would be because I just didn't see many different kinds of, like, examples of things that, like, broke certain rules. Like, if it yeah. was indie rock, right. it was white. If it was hip-hop... It was a particular kind of hip-hop, and it was black. If it was yeah. electronic. It was definitely white, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, until I got older. Yeah. You, after you left Rosedale, you said you went to university for a little bit. So, after I went no. I, I left Rosedale. I had I went to a couple high schools, so it was bad. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I left Rosedale. From <laughs> <laughs> um, authority. I, went to, I left Rosedale. I moved out super young. I left Rosedale, mm. right? I didn't know that. I went to... I remember what the school in between. I went to Central Tech for a little bit. That was what is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it still is. polar opposite. <laughs> We're trying to take you right into Parker Street. They're so mean. They're so, so mean. mean. Yeah. The first yeah. time I ever got dunked on, it was really traumatic. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, I went to Central Tech for a little bit. Um, left Central Tech, left high school, and then I decided I want to go to university. So I went to adult school. I went to Calc. Huh. You know Calc. It's mm -hmm. like across the bridge from Rosedale, yeah. and that was actually like my best school experience, my very best school experience. Because um, Calc was like, it was like you're going to school with like, there was a lot of immigrants there, a lot of people who were, who, a lot of like ex-high schoolers who were going back to get their diplomas. And it was just like everyone who was there was there because they had like made some mistake or like, yeah. you know, a lot of older people who wanted to like further their education and it was just like everyone was there because they really wanted to be there yeah. and it was like a choice they were making as an adult being a part of that institution so the vibe was like completely different and, 
yeah, than high school, where you feel forced, or you take things for granted, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I, re I really liked it, and I think, I, I think it was, like, also, like, humbling to be around, like, people who were older than me, younger than me, it's like, everyone was so incredibly different, <clears throat> and that was my best experience, going cool. to school there, yeah. And then... That was the last school before you started. And then I went to university. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, then I went to York University. Because um, I needed to go to get the credits to go back to school. Like, to go to right, university. Right, right, right. That was the whole purpose of it. Yeah, that was the purpose of going. Um, then I went to York University, and then I quickly... <laughs> for what? I went for international development. Okay. It was like talk so much. quickly... Hmm. Yeah, I went, I went, I would go back to school. Like, I, I liked certain aspects. I didn't like the structure of university. I, I hated it. That's yeah, exactly I didn't like the structure. I, I liked what I was learning. I liked, oh, you did? like, yeah, international development. Like, I liked taking it. I liked, it's, like, really kind of in line with, like, I guess, how I've been Your raised views. and my mother's background. And, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, I would be, I would gravitate towards taking that course, like, world politics, whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the structure of school like is just academia. like and academia and ha like the corporatism of that environment and like you know there's just um, yeah it's just like you're in, in classes with so many people totally. like, I, I'm, like I'm like too sensitive for that I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah like I just oh, felt so unseen I just stopped going to class yeah, yeah. yeah. there's Same like me. there's also zero accountability because there's like almost unless you really forge it and force it you don't have a relationship with your professor you know you have right. to go right out of your yeah. way you, or you're invisible yeah, yeah i was never that kind either. either yeah right so i didn't i also didn't i think if i went back i'd more understand that now yeah um um to uh just on that because i know your mom is a big influence she is pretty educated in the traditional quote-unquote Right? Like yeah, she went to school yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. And what does she do exactly? My mom is an urbanist and she's a safe spaces advocate. So cool. she, um, it's like hard for me to describe because she does so many different things. But currently she's like writing a book. She's a narratologist as well. So she's writing, she's writing her second book on kind of like urban planning and, and how to uh, make public spaces safer hmm. for like vulnerable identities like women like queer and trans people and she's just kind of critiques the way that city designs like leave people at risk yeah pretty much if we're talking about like low different like low income neighborhoods yeah. and buildings that really compromises people um because she grew up in a lot of those neighborhoods uh, so that's the work that she does, but she's always done... She's always done stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, she's always, you know, been involved in, like, different communities, and she used to work Ontario Arts, Arts Council as a grants funder. Okay, that, I find that crazy. Yeah. Not, not that I should, but, like, as a black woman, especially from... She was the first... The pretty sure she was the first black woman funder at the wow. Ontario Arts... Pretty sure. Shit. Like the youngest, I can't remember. It's either the youngest or the first the black first. woman. Because not to get too political, yeah. but like these are some issues that people. <laughs> but. Yeah, but. <laughs> me every day. Yeah. <laughs> but but. <laughs> these are still issues that like people are dealing with now. So I couldn't even imagine. Or even more like, relevant. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. About 15 years ago, for her to be. I guess be the, down the, that, the that situations of... have stayed the same. It's just the the people that you're talking about affecting right now in terms of safe spaces. Yeah. 15 years ago, you might be talking about women or or more racial. 
and that still obviously is in the forefront, but then now I'm with like the trans. Yeah, talking like about that. trans women, and That's, they were like, there wasn't a dialogue. There wasn't even close at all. to a dialogue. Do you think that she reflects based on your experiences as well that makes her passionate about these things, or is it more Vice so? Versa? But, um, I think right? definitely because she's my mom, she's like influenced me so much. Because it sounds exactly like issues that you've right. kind of even dealing with, that she's spaces that she's For in, sure, right? yeah, like and I reflect with her on that. And that's, right. and Such a unique thing that you've done in working in event space. I think even the reason I think about like that's what I'm saying if like I think about like you know because it's one thing to complain like be like oh the venue is such an asshole I'm good at that (laughs) I I heard there was a CDJ CDJ issue at one point oh fuck off yeah there was (laughs) I had to cuss him but (laughs) not the first time (laughs) (laughs) but you should have been like a penny whatever um but yeah, no, um, I think that even the reason I think about, you know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to complain and to personalize it, but I also understand that, like, you know, the issue we have around, like, club spaces is larger than this little, like, vacuum we're in, you know right, what I mean? It's things that exist on the municipal level that's preventing, you know, the scene from, like, flourishing in the way that it well, should. It's, it's extremely unfortunate, you know, like, you go to other cities and you just see the types of venues they get to use, even, like, as close as Montreal. You know, yeah, you even see, Montreal. You yeah. see what they get to do there, and it's just, it's ridiculous that we can't do anything. Yeah. Comparable. You can, you can, but it's either illegal or, like, publicly funded. Yeah. And it has to be so, if the, we're doing something similar, so no diss, because, like, we all do work with corporate here, sponsors, yeah. and, like, I, I appreciate it, but it has to be so heavily branded yeah. to yeah. happen where, like, there's an independence regarding the events in Montreal where, like, it's you know so what I mean? Cool. Small groups of people are just doing whatever the fuck they want. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, the the venue thing here is crazy. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's just, getting... There's even, like, a there's now a gap in size where you can... There's, like, rooms that are, like, 100... Or like, I know. Even, like, 60 to 200. Yeah. And then there's rooms that are, like... Eight. Seven, yeah. Seven or eight hundred yeah. plus. That gap in the middle is probably the most valuable... I know, in terms I know, of like, I know. Yeah. How nice would it be to throw a 400 person party in a nice room with Yeah, sound? in a nice room with good sound. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It doesn't it's, exist. It's yeah. crazy. So, I don't really know who the governing body is or where that's going to be solved. Yeah. If, or right? if it's just privately yeah. people like like opening those venues, but it's a, it's a massive issue. Yeah. But I also think that it's just like, you know, there's also, again, like I don't think that there's been. Like, Chippy is actually starting a coalition around uh, nightlife, which is really cool. But I don't think there's been a proper, um, someone participating in, you know, the formal channels of, like, communication. Right. To, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's the that's story. You know what I mean? Like, that's you know what I mean? And that's the real thing is someone needs to be a part of those conversations. I guess I'm... Like, you know, I'm kind of a nihilist where I'm just like, oh, that's not going to do anything. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, I'm, I, don't, I don't trust those It's uh, kind of like the Toronto processes. mentality, too. Pardon? It's part, partly the Toronto mentality, you know what I mean? They're like, it's not going to, like, it's not, nothing's going to be fixed anyways. So let me just, not to say this is exactly you, but let me just tell, like, make people aware of it. Or, yeah. Well, you know I actually mean? kind of think that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, about yeah. most things, I, like, I'm not, you know, I think that things can be improved on like an individual or personal level, right? right? But I think that like dialogue is mostly all we have. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you're per- and changing things in your personal sphere. And you slowly inspire change. And you slowly inspire. Like so, I'm like really concerned with like who I book and who I pay. Right. And what 
my event looks like and making sure my event is accessible. And that's kind of all I can do and make sure I donate money and when I have it and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Those things are important to me. But outside of that, I don't know how I can really, outside of being an example and doing that in my own work and my life, I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? What? You haven't, like, you haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, I haven't figured that out yet because I just think, you know, I've, I've gone, I've been a part of some of these meetings, you know what right. I mean? And I'm in these meetings and it's literally, <clears throat> you know, the, I think the thing that's so apparent is that these entities don't feel like engaging young people is valuable and yeah. they really overlook the value, like they overlook the wow. power in yeah. having young people in leadership positions. That's what keeps anything cool. I know. Yeah. Anything cool, anything that you want to remain like current and relevant, you need to be not only like talking to young people, they need to work involved, with you. Yeah. They need to be but involved. But I think that's where the gap is happening now where it, like Toronto's almost like like dying for, you know what I mean? Like some new blood in with regards to decision making with There's definitely an age gap between No, there's an age decision making. Yeah, for sure. I'm like where are all the no, like culture 20 year old throwing like if you know this like why aren't there like but even in as somewhere as close as Montreal, like younger people are having more decisions over there from what they're doing. Their definitely in Montreal, there's more young people just even starting their own nights. Right. Like I don't see any like twenty year olds starting nights here because just, look how long it took us to get access to what we have. It's exactly. gonna take them the same amount of time. I, I, I have kids asking me like, so how do you get sponsorship? I'm like, do you have ten years? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. literally like takes years of doing something for them for an old white guy to be like, oh. What's that? <laughs> like, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. After doing it for so long, he's like, oh, this is cool. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know how long it takes him to like say that to himself? Like, no, absolutely. When I was doing house, if you look back at some of those pictures and... and you were doing house? I don't remember that. What? Uh, I, him and Ron. I used to play, but I, I don't... I was I so I worked in head office for Inc. A couple <laughs> years ago, I talked to white people. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was in that window. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had nice hair. You, know what I mean? you were yeah. doing house. You were there. So I got hired out of out of That's Montreal to met. work at Inc. Yeah, and then um, they were like, "You can hire someone," and, and basically, I hired comeback season kids. And then, like six months later, we had house. And so, but basically, I wasn't on as much on the booking side as I was like, I dealt with like. Oh, you're admin. <laughs> were, I was. Yeah. Like I did like the service stuff. Okay. I did like I just made sure that we didn't get fired. Okay. Yeah. Basically it was my job. The one week I left was the week we did Coke Night. <clears throat> oh god. I, I went to Coachella, came back. What was Coke Night? Please tell me the theme. Pepsi. No, the theme Coke was like, Night, like the flyer thing. was a Coke bottle and it was pouring out white powder onto a mound and it said Coke Night and Carsive on it. And it was like house Coke Night. And I got a call and I wasn't even home yet. I was actually at a playoff game. It was I like Clippers, Golden State. And my boss was like, what the fuck do you guys think you're doing? And I was like, that is, that is a stupid What do you mean? And they're like, well, your fucking idiot partners thought it was smart to make the night called Coke Night. And it was after they threw it. She well, if the shoe no fits. <laughs> yeah. If the shoe fits. But they purposely waited until I was gone because they knew I was going to be like, oh, no, we're going to get in trouble. The shoe fits. And yeah, That's we did. corporate job. No, we almost got, like, we seriously almost got fired that week. Yeah, that's, I'm shocked you didn't. What the well, fuck? I wasn't Toronto has a Coke problem, for sure. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people, absolutely. People don't know about it, but Toronto actually has a real seriously. Coke problem. For, I for only, real. Like, I, you only realize it once you go to <laughs> oh, other, no. once you go to other <laughs> cities, you know what I mean? And it's not, the culture here is, like, we grew up here, so we just, like, kind of take no, it as verbatim. Like, definitely. It's mind-blowing. 
People don't even necessarily go out to go out. They more go out to... But again, it comes back to the first issue. Yeah. Because there are not that many events yeah. and that are engaging, engaging, that are fun, that are ex- exciting, that are, feel new. Like That's why people are, become Resort so reliant on drugs. Like, drugs right. You know what I mean? Because it's already so closely associated to nightlife and it's, it's this... It becomes a crutch, you know, where I'm actually, obviously, you know, drugs are an issue in every city. You know, they're an issue in every kind of context of my life. But I still definitely see something where, like, it's tied into this collective boredom in Toronto. There's not, a, there's not a collective boredom when you're, like, in Paris or in, you know what I mean? There's That's actually things. Yeah. The arts programming here that we'd be interested in is very limiting. Like, think about it. Like, there's, like... Six to eight of us that throw parties. Six to eight different kind of. It's rude collective. It's even less. It's rude collective. It's yes, it's y'all. It's me. It's uh, Tona. It's you. Chief. Chief. It's Hania is starting to do some cool stuff. Um, How many are you at? I think you're at six right now. Yeah. I think I'm at six. There's. And even we've. There's Bryce. Walmart convenience. And we yeah, can even all agree well. here that even within that, even with we that, still there's feel so much so cro- lit, but Yeah, still- there's so much crossover. That's yeah, exactly. Like, to the point where we can't do parties on the same night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because At least that's got more organized. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, because we all, like, know that yeah. we'll ruin each other's When I see, like, there's... I'll go weekends, especially in winter, where there's nothing happening yeah. at all. Yeah. And then... One yeah. night, five events. I'll be trying to go out and be like, why did no one? Like, I'll be Doing getting that, mad. Yeah, I'm like, like lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at you. <laughs> even going back to the, like, not enough stimulation in the events, even, like, from your perspective, from the jerk party that you do and the shit that we do, like, we can't even really fully do what we want to do here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that, that actually is pretty interesting. That yeah. said, like, Red Bull does jerk with you. Right. And block mm-hmm. party with us. Mm-hmm. And, like, those shit are those, like working with them is amazing compared that's to amazing. yeah, yeah. their sponsors I have to work with yeah, yeah. where you kind of they hire you and then you have to convince them that what they hire yeah, you yeah, to do yeah. is right I also think side. the Red Bull people here are so like they the know best. yeah they're the and best they get you know what I mean they get it yeah, yeah. like yeah, they're super they and I, was, I think it back to that thing I said like they really understand that like like empowering the people that they're, you know what I mean? It's the not, best thing you can do. It's the best thing you can do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I feel like there's this, like, trust there where I'm like, nah, this, we should book this person or this is cool. They're just like, oh, she, like, she's gonna know it's more than we're gonna know, you know what I mean? No, like, when I give them a suggestion, it's like, instead of, I've said this before, they don't push back on the suggestion, they're like, okay, what if we do that and also do this around it? And I'm like, oh, that's exactly. amazing. Exactly. And that's real collaboration. Just, yeah. As opposed to just, pitching something to no I hate that them. feeling of having to convince I'm uh, like you are not I'm like I am the expert here I'm like I'm actually I, you know what I mean I represent the you... people that come to my own party yeah. I'm black young and a woman yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean I'm like these are the people that come to my parties I'm like who's gonna know like when there's pushback I'm always just like why are you hiring us right yeah yeah I just don't get it. I'm. I'm just. They like, sit back in that chair. They're like, so tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll gasp. I'm like, like you're uh, 56. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're dead ass 56. I'm that, like, that's it. I find a lot of the sponsors where I'm, maybe I'm getting older, but sponsors that we're working with or talking to are. It seems to be getting younger a bit. The people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like. For sure. No, it's not all. Again, Red Bull is pretty much like. They're younger. young too. 
There you go. That was even like Allegro's eye. Shout out Derek. Yeah. Yeah, really talk about Derek. Shout out Derek. Love him, man. Hold on. I want to go back a little bit backwards. Why did you start DJing if you had to? Like, what was your intentions on DJing? Oh, like, oh, I love music. Just a simple. Oh, it's just, I guess because I was doing recess and we were booking DJs. It came from that. So we were booking DJs and I was like, I don't like none of y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Classic. Yeah, it just came came from hatred. No, yeah, it just came from, like, me kind of feeling dissatisfied. In terms of... In with terms the quality of, of the product. Basically. Yeah, with being like, oh, like, I, why can't... Okay, that... Around that particular time, like, me talking about indie rock, like, in Toronto, the music scene in Toronto was very stratis- stratified, where it's like, yeah. if you, you couldn't... Word. Stratified, just separated, okay. segregated, Got right? Um, stick with me, kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who needs school? <laughs> Who needs me? Stop me, right? Baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can use that oh, tomorrow. Oh, like I got it. Use yeah, that yeah. on your date. <laughs> like flat. <laughs> yeah, I got it, got it. No, but it was, it was, yeah, it was a very, it was very separated. So it's mm-hmm. like if you, you know, you, you wouldn't find a space where you could hear dance hall and house music. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. You you're going to like a rock venue. You're going to like a rap venue. Yeah. You're going to like an like electronic venue. And even that, like the yeah. electronic venues were like a techno venue. Yeah, exactly like and there were so many ideas uh, too like you know what i mean it wasn't only about taste it's it was very racialized you know what i mean Absolutely. it's like those you couldn't you'd feel uncomfortable like if there was a night i wanted to go like listen to a particular kind of music i'm going in that space and i'm the only person who looks like me and i'm getting treated a certain way and i'm yeah. you know what i mean there's all these things that come like i think people do this thing where they try to act like music is apolitical and it's actually very political and it's a very powerful medium and it's very it influences who we feel like we are and and what we connect to and who we connect to you know what i mean it, it has there's all these ideas about people and behavior and class and all these different things that you're flooded with subconsciously based on music you know what i mean so i think um when people act like oh it's just music is not ever just music there's no such no. thing as that you know, so it's very important that we, the spaces we create, um, when we're curating music, it's intentional and it's like safe and it's like, we mean it, you know totally. what I mean? Like, so like, yeah, there's just, that was the, yeah. that was the reason why I started Jerk. And back then, genres were racialized. Yeah, know? of course. So, <laughs> whereas now, you know, for example, like you can, hip hop has moved into a more mainstream space where more people enjoy it different things have happened that have opened that up a bit along with people curating spaces for sure even this even some of the music coming out of toronto like when i look at a band like money phone exactly you know what i mean hmm. like money phone like i just when i was in high school i could never like i like i'm coming from a context where like i would like certain things and that wasn't believed because i was black you know what i mean right. like i couldn't like the same rock you're bands. Like faking it or I'm faking just, it, or yeah. right, or I'm whitewashed, or like right. you know what I mean, because we we very much like that. police racialized identities. Like you can't like this thing, you can't make this thing. You, and right. I went to like a very liberal. This school is supposed to be like super progressive, yeah, yeah. and even within that context, where it's supposed to be like you can do whatever you want and blah blah blah, it was still like the fifty black kids there had to be black black like BT black. You know what I mean? Black. Like that was very much like. Um, put on us those limitations. You know what I mean? Like you huh. can't, you can't, you couldn't have like a 
an idea. I, I don't even think my identity is so complex. I think it just is. But like people see it as complex because it like defies their stereotypes around. Yeah. But it definitely, I think you know everyone's I mean? is complex, and I feel like yours is is. Sure, but I'm saying that it's just like sure, but I'm I'm trying to say it shouldn't be seen as something that's so not normal. Like right. it's like why can't I just like these things? Like, it doesn't have to be like intellectualized. Right. I just like these totally. things. It's well, the standard should be that the stereotype shouldn't matter. And that everyone is a complex exactly. individual that has their own interests. And has access to, to anything they want. In a perfect want. world. Exactly. You know what I mean? In a perfect world, right? Where it's like, yeah. I always think back about like the music I like now. And like, like, if I was in another context, like I didn't feel like I could even like those things. I wasn't even curious about certain things because I just felt like it wasn't for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas mm -hmm. like, if I grew up somewhere else without those ideas, I probably would have started producing... Like, even as a girl, like, it yeah. wasn't, girls didn't make beats when they yeah. were 16. That was something that boys did. You know right. what I mean? You weren't like, oh, I'm not together in these That's crazy moves. Fucked up thing. Crazy I idea. Think about it, think though. That, think that, about that like, idea. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that was not, I, like, there was no girl who was like, I'm going home to work on my fruity loops. Like, there's yeah, no, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that was such, even, like, certain kinds of art forms are very, like, gendered. Right. You know what I mean? We don't think of women doing it. We don't think of men doing certain things. Like, so, I wanted to get into that. Because I'm very interested about your production, because I haven't heard it yet. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you're, yeah. I didn't, you know, how the hell have I not heard it? <laughs> yeah. um, like, I haven't heard it yet. Uh, <laughs> can you believe it? Yeah. Um, Do you know no, but I've heard if Nick says it's good and he's a piece of shit asshole, then it's <laughs> really, really, really good. He's an asshole. Yeah. I love him. Piece of shit, he's bro. Harsh. Um, the way white people swear, where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, they'd be like, get like, hey, hey, <laughs> 36 <laughs> minutes in, <laughs> getting arrested. Yeah, they say certain things, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, it's harsh. Cut uh, a different way. No, but I'm curious. How long have you been working on this? Uh, and, like, what is it? What can you, what do you feel comfortable with? Yeah, what do I feel? Like, I guess what I feel comfortable with saying is that it's going to sound like, I think the first thing. It's like my first project that I'm working on, yeah. and it sounds similar to the things that I play because I think that's what you do when you make anything. Is there you, any vocal on it? Yeah, there's some of the, so some of the things like I've collaborated, like you know who Sadani is. Yeah, so I have she's a song great. with her. She's amazing. So I have a song with her. Um, I have a couple other collaborations, and then some of the stuff just sounds like club music, cool. like some of the stuff I are you I, recording I play. your voice on? Of anything? course not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, that are you a rapper? <laughs> no, I mean, they're not rapping. They're like, no, you know, you no, know, you I, so there's much, definitely. Shut the fuck up. Just no, a 25 minute like, <laughs> speech. I think. <laughs> well, needs. We're gonna call it needs. Um, I don't like how you're fake. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You think I talk a lot, eh? I do. Um, no, but yeah, it, just, it sounds like the things cool. that I like. Like, it sounds, I think, yeah, that's the first thing. I think when you're kind of any kind of artist, you try to like emulate the things that you look or up to. create what you want to hear. Yeah, create what I want. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's kind of sort of an ode to all the things that have brought me to this point, like DJ-wise. Cool. So it's, you know, it sounds like Jersey Club, it sounds like Ballroom, it sounds like Dancehall, R&B, like a little awesome. bit of Trap, all the things that I, I like, it's sort of, you know, jumping into all those different cool. genres. Did you always have a, like a, a taste for like 
worldly music or did that come as you started no, that, touring and stuff? Yeah, that came they, yeah, that came as I started touring. Like I always say that like playing in Montreal made me a better DJ. Right. And, and, and it kind so of prepared me. The music me. scene there is so much yeah, more evolved. The music scene is so much more evolved and there's a lot of different reasons for that. Like I even think the the language difference. 100%. Like, you know, sets are different. What they're tuned into culturally is different yeah. because then there's a big influence from um, not only France, but Europe in general. Yeah. I think um, the demographic there, like there's a lot of Haitian people there, there's a lot of Congolese people there, um, you know, a lot of Moroccan people there. It's just like a, you know, just interesting mm-hmm. cultural Toronto's pool. crazy too, because like, we have so, like, it's such a di- diverse demographic, but we're so close-minded, so like, it kind of like, yeah. we become like... Well, I know the reason for that, am I allowed to? Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm like... Yeah. I'm like now the real podcast starts. Uh, no, uh, but the reason for, the reason for that, and I'm sorry, the reason for that is because single people think that the music narrative in the city starts and ends with OVO and XO. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what it is. Which is like wildly which is inaccurate. Wildly it's inaccurate. Unbelievable. Like actually, to yeah. be honest, like that's they've made both both those entities have made like huge accomplishments in totally. putting Toronto on the map globally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? From a mainstream um They point brought of view. the ma- like magnifying glass over here for sure, yeah. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? If, like when I'm in certain places you're like, Oh Toronto like they get excited. Immediately These trick. niggas would not even know. Yeah. <laughs> like, in Czechoslovakia or wherever the fuck I've been. <laughs> you think they know? They only know because it's drink. Yeah, <laughs> Literally, I like I can't I can't hate on him completely. Like, yeah. Yeah. like you know what I mean? But um it's really you know, but what it is, what it's doing is that it's created this um, idea that the sound, that's what Toronto sounds like. And to be honest, both of those entities are making a very particular kind of trap music, a okay. very particular kind of hip hop. It's not like they're making, like, it's not like those two, they're making like eight different kinds of music. No, they're making like... Virtually like one and then you can extend it to maybe two. Exactly. Exactly. There we go. Right. So I think that's the problem and that has influenced what people write about, what people care about. It's influenced the fashion here. So many different things that are not even connected to music. You know what I mean? Things happen um, in related patterns. Right. So it's like there's just a whole vibe of the city that's been influenced by them overall. And, you know, and there's a positive side of that and a humongous and, detriment. Yeah, there's a huge... Of course, because there's so many different kinds of... I, I know these people. There's so many different kinds of artists who won't be... Won't have the attention and the engagement that they deserve. You Facts. know what I mean? Because yeah. people are just so focused. And it's crazy because, like, if you're a rapper here and you're not going through either of those platforms, you like, you kind of have to leave. Yeah, you know it's really really hard. Like if you're if you don't have a cosign by either of them, it's like nobody's fucking tough. Yeah, it's very tough. No one cares. Like there's a couple people who are like are pushing against that and doing well. Trying to think of like a few. Trying to think. Sean Leon. Yeah, Sean like Sean like Sean Leon is very impressive. Imagine Sean Leon. Like, he's probably one of the Ooh. most talented rappers in Toronto. I mean, like, I honestly, always go I would back put and forth it, on this. Sean Leon no, 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 we don't talented. go back and forth on it because yeah, we generally, I think that he's, I think he's probably <laughs> not the best rapper currently making music. Ooh, Zach. In Toronto. <laughs> I really think he's better than, just musically <laughs> speaking, guys, but I actually love this. No, I love Sean yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm really drunk. 42 minutes. 
No, 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 he's great. And I, I think what he's doing in terms of being independent. No, Sean Leon is, is incredibly talented. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and the fact that he's like, you know, doing it without the close Yeah, doing it without the close side and also talking about that. You know, yeah. he's a real one. No, yeah. fast. You know, because certain, I feel like certain artists in the city are like, in case I do get the co-side, I'll never, never say anything. Yeah. You know, he's, he's unapologetic. He's unapologetic. Sure. Like he'll say, he's like not. Nah. Like he's yeah. very, Fuck he's it. very talks about his independence and talks about his struggle and talks about all his accomplishments. And I, I have like that. I admire him so much for that because like it's fucking tough. You know what I mean? And you have to have big ass balls to do that or oh, big yeah. big whatever. You know what Jingle I mean? Jingle like a bag of keys. Yeah. <laughs> What's that Wayne line? As a friend and like, you know what I mean? You want him to do well, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, <laughs> you want them to do well. So like, it's tough. So I was always like, yo, like, what do we got to do to like, but he's always like, no, he's so like yeah. focused on the art and like making sure his art is authentic to him and that's it. And I was just kind of like, damn, dude, you're yeah. crazy. And he's <laughs> a very top to bottom artist. Like I can tell yeah. like anything that comes out, any visual, anything oh. remote. Cause some guys will be like, yeah, just uh, make it look good. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, hands no, he wants to extremely hands on. Yeah. He wants yeah. to be in charge of that stuff. Yeah. Sure. You're like the freaking leader of like the people that aren't really spoken for him in terms of like the LGBT community and like uh, I wouldn't say the leader uh, I'm not, maybe like, well for me I'm, like maybe I'm obviously I think a little to, bit ignorant I think, like, to the whole thing but like, I wouldn't say I'm the leader because I think there's a lot of people so our leader was a bad word you're yeah. right there's a bunch, bunch of <laughs> I wouldn't say people. that but I think that a strong advocate yeah sure but I also music. think within this scene like relative Fast, to this scene yeah. right you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I think that within like I'm queer and within the queer community there's so many people like throwing parties and doing like work outside of the music scene that's very important and very yeah. like and you know what I mean they're very well known yeah. right and I think but I think that because I'm kind of like in between two different scenes where like I, I am queer obviously I'm like a part of that community I, those are my friends right yeah. but I also have a whole bunch of you straight <laughs> like losers <laughs> idiots <laughs> confused I'm friends with all y'all as well I think that yeah. Queen is the wrong word. I just meant like. Well, I think I, from the, your perspective, yeah, because you guys probably have you bridge a gap. Yeah, I bridge a yeah, gap. Exactly. You guys both have what three gay friends? What? Okay. You. <laughs> you got three. How many you got? Forty <laughs> like. <laughs> you should see my face right now. How many you got? How many you got? Do you know what I mean? I no, think. fact. He's got five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobby, where you at? No, exactly. but, like I see you. Like, clearly, Bobby. But you're also like ad- always advocating for it. And yeah, I, I see it, and you make it very present. You make it very visual. It's important. It's important to me yeah. for yeah. a couple, like more than a couple reasons. But I also think within why, like within this kind of um, arts music scene, I really like truly believe that like all the cool shit is lifted from those communities. Yeah, lifted, lifted from those communities. You know what I mean? And I think sure. if you're People, you know, they consume things and they don't pay attention, but, like, I'm paying attention. And I know that, like, um, you know, and, like, I can't remember the quote. I'm, I'm not going to remember. I had too much wine, but. Um, she had four <laughs> sips of, of red wine. I didn't eat a lot today. No, but I'm just saying that, yeah, like, it's like. All, all the things, all the cool things, all the, you know, in fashion, in music, mm-hmm. you know, come from those communities. And I think whatever platform I have, it's important to, like, acknowledge that. It's important to prioritize those people. It's, in, like, 
not only politically because I actually think they are creative leaders. Yeah, right. I do. I literally genuinely. think that genuinely, I believe that like queer black people are creative leaders, and right. they're not given enough credit. And obviously, you know, like there's there's allies within that and collaboration that happens, and and a bunch of people helping. Like you know, what I mean, there's a bunch of people that help me that are not queer and black, and I appreciate that. You know, yeah. it's not. I'm, like, because people hear that, they're like, wait, no, what do you how about me? Yeah, how about me? You know what I mean? Obviously, there's complexities within that, and there's crossover between different communities. But I'm saying that I, I center them politically, and I also center them because I literally think that. I literally, um, that when all the things, all the cool things I like, when I'm, like, finding out about new shit, it's through that community, community. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's through, like, when I, like, the first time I went to, I DJed in New York, like, for real, for real. Like, that's when I discovered, like, the type of DJ. It was going to Montreal, but it was also going to New York. That's when I discovered the type of DJ I wanted to be and the type of music that I really cared about and why that music was important and the history of that and, like... That's a huge part of it. Yeah. The history of music and, and especially specific to cities, you know? Yeah. The development of scenes and music in a specific area. Uh, when you trace that back, it helps you understand things and it also helps you develop things yourself yeah for sure like awesome. I wanted to ask you like, exactly on that topic you've toured a lot yeah uh, <laughs> you've talked enough <laughs> first off was it surreal for you starting to tour yeah it was very surreal for me because it was like it was a thing I was like it was just like a thing where you're like oh I, always, I hope I get to go like I would literally say that I'd be like I hope one day I can play in Berlin like I would literally say that but it just felt like a thing I don't know, it just felt like such a... I had never really traveled that much before either, yeah. right? Like, so... Um, and I've always been, you know, like... Again, I moved out when I was really young, so I've always had this sort of, like... I've always been broke, really, yeah. too, right? Like, it wasn't un until I started DJing that I started, like, even having the resources to, like, think... And it wasn't even right when I started DJing, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is, like, a couple of years in, and... Uh, yeah, it's always something that I would imagine, but you know, you say things and like they just uh, seem. No, it's cool conceptually. There's not many professions where you're like you just get paid to go to cities and party. Of course, yeah, yeah. Well, not, <laughs> yeah. not just party. Because my mom's been asking asking me, my mom, like, yeah, my mom been asking yeah. me about this. So let's clear this up. We do. <laughs> Your mom doing a couple of things. High fives, and then and then within that. Do you find yourself learning while you tour? Like, yeah, I do. I, I definitely, like, when I first... Anytime I go and travel, I think it's, like, really humbling. Like, I think also, again, in Toronto, we don't have a certain kind of... We don't have DJ culture here, and we don't have an industry. What do you mean by that? DJ Like, culture? I mean, we don't have, like, a... I feel like we do, but it's in a very small scale. But well, we, we argue like, about this all the time. We though. argue about this all the time. Just, like, I don't, like, fuck this... Not no. for lack of a better word. Or no, it, fuck like, it. Okay, yeah, like, fuck the city. There's I'm a like, we fucking live here. We gotta like kind of. Yeah, cause you'd be like, this I'll, is all like, I know. I'll be on Instagram. I'll be on Instagram. I'll be like, haha, Boronto. Like I'll be like making fun of Toronto, yeah, and for he'll be like, then he'll DM me. He'll be like, I don't think it's cool that you're on. Like all like he'll DM me. This three and three. Yeah. I just don't think it's cool that you go in on Toronto like I that. Love like, Toronto. You're a public I, figure, and I don't think it's cool to say all this shit to me. Not I'm to like, to you, but you, I don't think you've seen as much no, like, DJ culture that you're referring absolutely to. Absolutely not. It's, it's beyond that, though, to me. 
not to get like too like this is about your opinions, yeah, but like hot. I like this, <laughs> is, our, this is our home. You're this is where we created our thoughts. You're not from here. Yeah, but I, this, <laughs> I've been here. I've been here since I'm from Ottawa. What area code is that? What uh, <laughs> area code? Let's go, that? let's go back to your. Shout out the area code. Six one three. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I just feel like this is home. I feel like. I'm always like saying to you every time we argue, I'm like, so let's do something about it here. Like, yeah, I but I also feel simple, like, but you express that. It's back to what she said. Exactly. But I feel like, like yeah, I have a nihilist view, but I also do, I do do things. Right, right? no, facts. I do, I'm not like doing things every month. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a promoter and I don't mm -hmm. throw monthly parties, but I, I will always do jerk here. That's something I'm never negotiating. I'm never going to skip a jerk. I, I'm always going to do it. I'm always going to And gonna I think that's it. important. I think that's important. It's, Always it's gonna an event that yeah. people mark down and wait for. And yeah, and you know what I mean. I do. Thing. I do things here, like you know, um, it's important for me to work with people like Chippy, who does intercessions. Totally. Anytime, like she asks me, I always want to be doing stuff like that. Like I'm trying to do open deck. Yeah. Stuff at my parties, like I, I'm doing stuff here, but at the same time, I do recognize that, like, you know, there's particular things about Toronto that they may change, but they're gonna take. A long time, and they you prevent know. you from. Yeah, they prevent me from. You know what I mean? Like Toronto just doesn't have the population. It also is a very young city. Like if we compare, like when I compare Toronto to like, why is New York so much more popping than Toronto? Like yeah. why is it just so much more cooler? It's like back to you said the history too. History, yeah. Like New York has an immensely rich cultural history, like that touches on so many different things. You know what I mean? Like Toronto just doesn't have that. Yeah. We're, we're it doesn't have that as a record. Yeah. Not, not even just like creatively, even into sports and stuff, you know, like there's just I don't care about that stuff. Like hockey, baseball. No no it, it contributes to uh, dedication to a city. Like yeah, and what our re what our reference points are like. Exactly. People in New York have a pride around New York. Oh yeah, there's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. They have pride in Like in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. We're the opposite though here. Exactly. Well, we're just not there yet. We're not yeah. there yet, right? Yeah. Um. So but yeah, when I say there's no DJ culture here, it's literally like I don't think like when I talk to my friends in Berlin, like they've been watching like amazing like first of all, even our like. Okay, you talk to someone in Berlin, like, they have this experience of, like, growing up, sneaking into all these amazing clubs, mm -hmm. right? Watching, like, hmm. crazy, world-class, huge DJs right. play on vinyl, on CDJs, like, skilled, like, playing playing on this equipment as if it's, like, a instrument, instrument. you right. know what I mean? Like, that's their association to DJs. Yeah, we have it's DJs a, playing off their computer. Yeah, like, it's, like, a respected medium that you have to, oh, like... Oh, I see what you're saying. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah, that you cool. have to, like, put in time and dedication yeah. and, like... In those settings, if you put 95% of DJs here, then oh. they get fucking roasted. Like and people do it kind of for like clout now a little you bit. Know, oh, yeah. and like just, I like that DJing bucks. is accessible, and I don't like that thing where like when someone starts a new thing, everyone's like, "Oh, well, why are they doing it?" Nah, you know right, what I mean? Right. That's whack. Like you don't know what someone's personal story is. Like you don't know where uh, I or started what their DJing. Skill set is. What their skills? I started DJing on a controller, and I was on a controller for actually a long time. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it wasn't until <laughs> well, I. It's tough to make a move to CDJs. Of for course, 
they're, it's expensive. They're expensive. Yeah. They're and it's like where are you gonna practice that? You know, you really you have, have to like get yet. you don't have the means, you know what I mean? Like mm. and we don't have the example. I didn't even know that DJ on CJs was a thing until I left. And, and, uh, yeah, because there's no one on CJ. And also because you don't want to carry a controller. Yeah. I didn't know. Like I was on when I was DJing here and I was DJing on a controller, everybody else was DJing on a controller. There's For no sure. one there, the only person who was saying DJ on CJs was like an old white guy who I was like, you're salty because you're not getting booked. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no example around us. It wasn't until I left the city where I was like, oh, this is like industry standard or this is like a culture that I have to like respect and I have totally. to like learn the origins about it. I have to, you know what I mean? Those ideas around DJing being this like, you know, just being a medium, you know yeah. what I mean? Like came when I left and that's what I'm saying. There isn't a DJ culture around here and that's why yeah. people... Like, I'm not saying people are not... People play amazing. I've people seen people play amazing on controllers, and I respect that, but I do think that when you... Whether you're a photographer or a DJ or a videographer, whatever the fuck you are, um, if you want... If you really care about it and you want to become a master... You want to elevate. You want to elevate. You want to learn about it in different ways. You want to... Like, I want to... I still have so much to, like, learn about That's DJ. I want to learn how to DJ on vinyl. I was going to say. Vinyl's you know always the, like, the like, vinyl... Step. If you're really into something, you and you should and like yeah, there are people here. I'm like, okay, you're on your laptop smashing the songs together. That's why we s still get offered two hundred dollars. You know, totally. that's why venue owners don't take it seriously. It's like, oh, you're not, we are not this? taking it. Seriously. We'll go find someone exactly. Who's you know, playing off a hundred percent. If we don't take it seriously, they're also not going to take it seriously. Totally. Things have to be protected. Still, still I know, but it's cool. Oh. So what's your favorite event you ever played around the world? Hold on a second. No, 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 okay, no. Okay, fine. You're asking. <laughs> this is not like a... No, no this, is, this is how it's going. There's no coordination. Like, no, no. He's like Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Ripa. You yeah. know, she like yeah, never got like to talk. Kelly. Or it's more like <laughs> hip-hop radio where like Angela no, Martinez no, no, no. never gets to talk. <laughs> hey, I asked better questions. Come on. This is, we <laughs> know. There's 20-minute questions. I know. I'm trying to cut deep. Okay, go ahead. With favorite what? event like oh that's like so hard I played so yeah much. shut the fuck up name one one of my favorite events is Moonshine it's just in Montreal yeah, I played so I, many like, and I, I played, love them too. I could have sworn she was going to say right? the nude event that she did at the church <laughs> 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 shut the fuck up that shit was positive I thought you were going to say like maybe like I remember you played New Year's Eve at Burgan yeah, that was that cool sounds really that sounds uh, there's things that, like I, I really like playing in Switzerland in Sweden also, because they have the money. Yeah. <laughs> so you really take I've care never of. Been either, so just and just the, like I just like There's some places where like the venue is just so nice. Like yeah. it's like the sound is insane. Like the stage, like every, everything is like, it's just so fucking nice. Like it's like, I I said this before. It feels like a production rather than oh this is like club night. Like this mm -hmm. is like you have like two different two to three different people taking care of the sound and doing yeah. they also have like in instead of like one drunk person or zero yeah yeah, yeah or zero one drunk guy who's like smoking for 95 percent of the night exactly and they're and amazing like visuals and just like oh, yeah. you're you know what i mean they really like care and they're and they care about it like running it in the most like efficient correct way possible and like yeah that's the one thing that i like about venues in yeah. europe you know it's not it's for that. It's for totally. maintaining the fidelity Facts. of the music that you're playing. They really care. And I haven't got to experience that that much, but my experiences in Montreal with like shit like moonshine and stuff yeah. like that, it's like, whoa, this could happen in Canada. Deadass. Remember when we went yeah. to that part? You talk, took me to that part, that moonshine part I in go Montreal. to moonshine every single time. Every single time I go to Montreal. <laughs> no. <I'm not> sure. <laughs> 
Um, yes. But that one, <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but we went, to, so we went to this moonshine party, and I'm like, it's crazy to me that this could actually even happen in Canada. It's just so because imagine, like, there was some big ass warehouse with crazy lights, yeah. crazy everything. There's a hundred people waiting outside, and it's not a front. You go inside, it's ram packed. So yeah. I'm like, how is this? It's better when that's not the case. It's better. When no, you... but I'm saying like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I've been to moonshines where they get the venue so coordinated that there's not a line you just you it seems like you're almost oh, it's not a, walking yeah, they in do anything, that on purpose and then you, you walk in and it's like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then they have one it, but the thing is they change their venue so often that it's like yeah coordinating people getting in can, it's, if there are stairs it takes an extra 10 minutes that even that idea of like line 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 it's like there should only be a line if it's truly like clubs totally. will do this thing where they're like no, they, they want it. the they appearance even we do said, it it's we, so we do it the opposite where the venue only holds let's say 150 people and our list let's say is 50 and so they try to hold 30 spots in this club so at least some of our people can get in even yeah. though people don't come till 1am yeah and then so the club's fucking empty until boom, it's full, but there's a line outside since 10 o'clock. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's the club culture we're in. That, and that's not just one venue, that's like a lot of spaces yeah. in Toronto. And, and they're doing it also because they want that, the appearance that there's always a line there. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the evolution of like you from like as a DJ to now you've become, for lack of a better word, you're like a businesswoman. Exactly, oh, right? Like, you're like, well, like, you're well, like, you are. Well, think about it. business. You, you DJ, you model. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, no. I don't model. Yeah. I'm going to say that I model. Do you do I, branded campaigns? I do branded campaigns sometimes, but I do feel like, like, I was... You're uh, in Vogue. That means you're a model, I think, right? Uh, no, it wasn't a thing like... <laughs> it, was like a, it was an interview. You're such a dick. Like, it was Tell a, us about it. It was a, no, I, I, I do model sometimes, but I also feel oh, yeah, like yeah. that's something that's like, and sometimes I like it, but I, I definitely feel like a pressure to have to, True. It, like, I definitely feel like a pressure, like, if I could not, like, post fucking pictures of myself to, co- every time I have to communicate something uh, I'm doing no, DJ-wise, actually, I, I literally have to post And you're on a different myself. scale, I even feel that. Like when it's I'm promoting ridiculous. a party, I have to apply it to a photo of myself because yeah. it's even just the Instagram algorithm or something picks that up more yeah. than like a flyer. Or yeah. Not, yeah. Like, I can only imagine as And like, it could be even a really nice flyer. And yeah. Oh, yeah. And still get less engagement. Yeah. No, so especially like, as like, that's the shit you're talking about though. Like as a beautiful like black DJ, you know what I mean? They're like... <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel. <laughs> but that that comes with it, right? And like you were saying with the other stuff, where you say it's safe. You're, yeah, I just feel like. But you know. definitely. I don't know. There's no, it's not like I hate it completely. Right. I'm just saying that I and there's things I'm also and no context trying to do something I hate completely. I'm always trying to compromise. Yeah. Right. What I'm saying is that you know. Instagram has become this platform that is like an online archival resume thing that has taken precedent over any other platform That's right like now. That's like a really sad mm-hmm. and real way And it's very it. real. Yeah, right? Absolutely. It's literally, it, like literally, pr- that promoters look at Instagram before they look at SoundCloud before they hear you DJ they're looking at the numbers there they're looking at your yeah. pictures it's, it's ridiculous and it's totally upside down you know what I mean that way of and I've of gone and seen people. a DJ and I'm like because people are like this person's hype and I'm like this is fucking brutal and then I find them on Instagram and the opposite yeah, yeah, the opposite. Well, you, yeah exactly the opposite you know what I mean well. 
So I, I do, I definitely like, obviously I'm going to try my best to, you know what I mean, to play this game and yeah. to have like to gain visibility so I can like promote the things I care about and things that are important. But I'm just saying I definitely, obviously I talk about this. I feel a pressure to be like, to, and that's a bunch of labor that has fucking nothing to do with music. Like I shouldn't have at all. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, okay. Like sometimes it's cute to do it. I have like cute stylist friends. Sometimes it will be a project that I'm like, oh, this is fun, yeah. right? But sometimes I'm, it's like stressful and it feels like labor where I'm like, and convoluted I, in the end because you're like the the, the the people doing it don't understand. Yeah, exactly. And you're getting a paycheck and then you're just like, this is awkward. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's mm -hmm. yeah, there's so many aspects. That I'm just like, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is definitely like. I, again, it's compromise, and I always say like you have to do things you don't want to do to do, get to the things you want to do. That's it. You part do, of do that. a lot, like throwing jerk. You know, like throwing jerk, DJing, doing branded content. Like that, there is a lot. Already, of that's a lot. But then yeah. thinking about like me work, like working and now producing. TV, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's completely different lifestyles. Like it's like so. Again, I don't want to knock those girls, like because people be, do that with me a lot. They'll be like, they'll like hit You're me up to like talk me? shit about like other. They'll be like, oh, she can't DJ and blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, all right? But I'm like, also, let's not pretend like that's also a labor and skill. You know what I mean? To be like posted. I, I don't like how it's... some sense of humility there for sure because... I don't like how that's been connected with DJing because I, then I feel like it, you know, it's diluting DJing. And it's also creating this standard that shouldn't even exist. DJs it's like, have to have this. Now, DJing, ha yeah, DJs have to have this particular online presence. Right. And I'm, I'm just like, I know some... Um, better than me sick ass DJs who just don't have that and don't give a fuck to do it don't have that skill or don't give a fuck to do it and yeah. shouldn't fucking have to and won't get booked at all because of it and that's yeah. ridiculous and it's like you. another thing that I thought like when I pictured like you know you, you see like an article like in whatever any kind of big music blog like I used to think oh these writers are like they're like secret shoppers and they're going into clubs and like taking notes blah blah no they're not it's the complete opposite it's they don't even show up they're like they're, they're like they're not doing any like field research we had this, you know what we I mean had this recently uh, incident like this where we had a reviewer come to one of our events and the review she, I know she was there or I know they were there because I saw them but I swear to God, reading the review, I don't even know if they like actually did anything. It's almost or, like they had a pre. It's like they they were just walking around like aimlessly, and they had no idea the coordination or timing of the event. They must like walked in. Yeah. Walked right. And you read that, and it's like you just know that how many people it will affect, even though it makes it has no merit. The impression you know I mean? it will give versus like the merit you used to think it could have had. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah, these things have less exactly. merit. And then also at the same time, the people who are like writing these things are not doing like any real research. Like they're not even at That's these events mean. most of the time. If they are, they're like not even cognitive of like what's going on really. Yeah. Like I don't like how like that's been, those two things have, um, the lines between the, the, the two worlds have been blurred, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, and, and it's, it's created this sort of like unrealistic standard that has nothing to do with making music or being a good DJ because totally. it really doesn't and it's like I respect those girls but I'm also like I kind of also feel like it comes back and feeds back into the negative narrative of women being unskilled and receiving accolades because of the way they look right yeah. so I think 
I think, you know, and unfortunately, I don't know how to, (laughs) unfortunately, I don't know how to create the boundary, like how to reinstate the boundary where I'm like, no, she's this kind of DJ and she's this. I don't know yeah, how to really do. Fucks shit up. I, don't, I don't know how area. to do that. It's there's a big gray because there is, you know, there is different kind. There's some DJ where I'm like, no, you're always going to be on King Street. You're always going to be at just the local thing, and you don't have dreams of like doing a boiler room or doing anything or actually sitting at home and curating a painstakingly curating a set. That's not the kind of DJ you are. You just want to play the bops, blah blah. But the thing is. Those like what ba- there's no language for that. What boundary can we create between the two different? Kind- that's what I think. That's what the thing that gives a lot of people anxiety in DJing is because it it's it's so it's not formalized. And most people it's want not like a painter. You're it's, talking about right? pardon. Most people won't even understand the difference. You're of course, talking about. only yeah. other yeah. music people exactly. understand. I was gonna say that's really industry only, specific, I'm like, even though it's. Yeah, <laughs> <Porky. laughs> that's yeah, only other music people understand really what I'm important. saying. Even you know the mean? example that leads for like younger women trying to DJ, and it's like, well, that's why it would I'm be helpful to even define that to create like a, a, a sort of pathway. Of course, of course, be like, yeah, of course, because there's different kinds, and I think that they're legitimate. But let's also make sure we understand understand the different kinds. You know totally. what I mean? And like. Yeah, so I, I definitely think, you know, but then there's also, again, there's some exceptions to that rule where there's people I know who have 2,000 followers on Instagram, but they're, they play around the world. Mm-hmm. They play at all the sick Red Bull, Boiler Room, whatever, you know, like big that. all the big, cool, big platforms that's actually for, like, legitimate, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. DJ yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they're playing there, and, right? But that's hard to get to, you know what I mean? And, and that time life. is over it those are vets that are like that's veteran shit you know what i mean well connected because they're actually sick they've been in it for longer you know what i mean you're not gonna come up out of nowhere now yeah you know what i mean no you you mentioned boiler room twice there yeah um you you played boiler room you did it here yeah did you do it anywhere else no i just did it here Uh, i was supposed to do it it? and i i couldn't because i was here so that made me sad who'd you do it with here i did it okay so the reason why i remember i despised it was because sorry, like they made me do it with they they came here and they did it and then they did it with like me, Majee Jordan, and who else? Like Roy Steve. Woods and and, and Stu, they made it like a OVO boiler room, like and a, you. yeah, and me. So then at apartment two hundred, right? Oh, that's right? a fun party though. Yeah, no, but also really? I had, I had a good boiler time. room oh, yeah. is supposed to be like a platform right. to, for literally like underground, underground, underground music specific, specifically underground music where you're it's supposed to be explorative yeah. and like not conventional and you could really do whatever the fuck you want there was and an it's about skill planning for that one what that was supposed to be somewhere else and it was supposed to be like you ryan hemsworth and two like more musically and very genre different djs yeah. and i remember thinking that was going to be cool and then i heard the final yeah they did it like that so then i was there obviously forced in that environment to just like play like hip hop, you know what I mean? Not like I do hip hop. I do play no, sometimes. I'm saying that I couldn't play the way that yeah. I wanted to play. Because, yeah, because they came here and they're like, "Oh, let's make it like a Toronto." That's like a big example because that's how people what you're saying, you're of what I'm saying of yeah. how they think of Toronto. Where I'm just like, no. To be honest, who should we know who should have been on that boiler? Room. Like, yeah. it, you know what I mean? There's three other people that really should have been on that lineup that, that that worked. No, but they did. They did it later. <laughs> they did it later. Some they did later. Like some of them did yeah, but I'm just like, I was like, you for me? You know? So, but that also, I, also is another example where like when I first started DJing, 
I would be on a lot of those bills because they people just assumed I played hip hop because I was black. So that was wow, like, that's fucked. yeah, that would happen all the time. Isn't that fucked though? No, that would that, happen all the it's time. Not, it's not. It's not. Not yeah. I, no, that's fucked. No, they would assume. So like, I remember I went on tour with um. Because they Smirnoff did this big brand after they that. took a lot of art, bunch of artists on tour, and they had different bills. They had like an electronic bill. Like they grouped us in no, different no, categories, no, no. and they kept wanting to put me with like the rappers and the other hip hop DJs because they're like, they like didn't even go and listen to my SoundCloud nothing. They were just wow. like, oh, she automatically she plays hip hop. She Instagram she, account, she, and they just basically put you. Yeah, and they would put they would always and we'd wow. have to like fight in the meetings, fight old white guys to prove to them. Piping it was ridiculous. Up. It was ridiculous. So that would happen when I first started doing it a lot, where like people just assume. So they'd ask me to do things or just assume. Do you see that less so now? At least, I, yeah, obviously that's less. Well, like I don't experience more, that. Yeah, you know what I mean. She did a Vogue interview. Did you know? Yeah, yeah I saw that. <laughs> Everyone reposted. I felt obligated. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, she let me. If I don't, obligated. You're so fucking dumb. But I, I didn't bring up that influencer, like that transition from you being a, a DJ to you being a brand for no reason, mm -hmm. other than trying to get you frustrated. That clearly worked. Um, but I was, I was bringing it up because as we get older, you know, I think we all battle yeah. this. Like, how do we prolong this career of what we're trying and to actually do? Actually, make money off. Right? Because yeah, like, yeah. as you, and I, that's you, the main thing. You can't yeah. be well if you want to. You can't be like forty two spinning records. You know what I mean? Breaking <laughs> like, it off. Well, like, we could probably do well, it he's, together. He's, he's five years from forty two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, son. He's <laughs> <laughs> one year old. <laughs> no, but I say it, I say it because obviously we we have that anxiety. Not to say anxiety, but we have that. I'm trying to make this sustainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about that. Right? Like, I'm just like I haven't worked a real job. Not real. This my job is real. Yeah, I have to learn to stop. No, like a nine no, to five. I haven't worked a nine to five job in years. Literally, yeah, like if, like when people tell me what they have, they're people are like, oh, I gotta go to work. I'm like, how long are you gonna be there? We're like ten to six. I'm like, how long are you gonna be there? The same amount every other day. Yeah, like, I can't imagine it. Like yeah, my brain cannot com compute at this yeah. point. You know, because I already, like, was never good at that stuff. Like, I've been, like, I've had, I've worked probably, like, 90 different kinds of jobs. I've worked every fucking call center, fucking door, everything. Retail, everything. I can't imagine. I've been like, fired so many yeah. times. To the point where I got called and I was like, you're fired. Fire. <laughs> they call me to the meeting. You're fired? Yeah, I'd be like, I know. So I'm fired. Like, I'd, like, assume it. I'd be like, i say it for them. Like, yeah, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I'm so used to it. I was never good. First thing, come in the room. <laughs> I was never good at things like that. Like, yeah. this is not for me. And I, I definitely think also, like, it's spiritually wrong for people to work 40 plus hours a week. I think that's literally ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I think it's... Or at least working jobs that you don't like. That you don't that like. That you don't like, but also the fact that, like, these places are asking us to give, like, okay, think about the universe. Everything works on, like, when you have a friend, everything works on half and half. This rule. Universally, like, you split half and half. Right. We live in a society that's asking for more than half your time. More than half your time. Yeah. More than half your month. Like, we're giving 80%. Not even close. 80%. Yeah, yeah. Not even close. 80% of our waking hours are spent at work. I Slavery. It. You know what I mean? Like, chill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um. <laughs> can't get those dumb jokes off when I'm in these interviews. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm just saying that, like, uh, yeah, it was never for me. So, yeah, I do think about, I do think about how to make it. 
sustainable. And that's why I think, like, leaving Toronto is important for me and having a more international, like... Totally. Well, that's growth, right? And, like, you know, that's growth and, like, be working, like, trying to produce and stuff like that. That's also really... Also because I want to, naturally, but yeah. also because I'm, like... Yeah, this is the it's that's definitely a big you know that that's a big thing in the industry is being a DJ producer is definitely well it's even with nude like it started with just yeah. throwing parties and then like managing artists and then selling clothing yeah doing this podcast it's like You're and, and eventually you have to move horizontally because moving vertically is just gonna reach um, what helps you with your creativity and uh, creating new things what is something that what helps me with creativity no if I never smoked that much like I was I'm always like I'm always that person who takes two puffs and I'm like I'm so high <laughs> I'm like whoa I don't know I need to smoke by myself because I'm like, I can't the be weirdest people. creepy guy I'm like, yeah 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 I have a couple of intimate friends you know what I mean like yeah one of those. but even those are like can't leave yeah it's like <laughs> yeah exactly smoke, no, get out of here before I get hot um, so no, I don't, I don't smoke. Well, on topic, Aurora gave you some gifts. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I will Didn't you do that Aurora campaign? That, like, <laughs> that Aurora 1017? <laughs> you know? No, I'm taking a break from it. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I think that's important to me, too, is time on, time off. Time on, time off. Yeah. yeah. I go through wa- waves, Anything. like, where I'm like, whoa, I want to smoke with badly, like, right. almost every day in a week. And then I'm like, I don't smoke for two months. But with that, it's so much more because it alters your state, you know what I mean? I used to smoke, like, crazy from 16 to 23. 23, completely stopped. Didn't smoke at all. And then I just started smoking. That's very extreme, what I'm talking about. Mine's like, oh, one month one on, one month off. Right, right. Like no, I was, on, I was on. saying, like, now I started again, but I need to know when to smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't be just waking up and smoking. Now I know no, I could only smoke after work. Yeah, or, same. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, I, like, yeah. If I smoke at the start of a day, that day's over. That's exactly yeah, what I'm same. saying, but I used to be like that. Yeah. Or because there's a thin line. Because there'll be sometimes I'll smoke and be like, "Wow, I feel so creative and smart." Right. <laughs> and then I smoke one hit too much. I'm like, "Wow, I can't do anything." Yeah, and I'm, paranoid. Like I'm paralyzed. Yeah, I'm paralyzed. I'm paranoid. Me. I'm like, oh, I'm like fuck. wondering if I'm a good person. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thinking <laughs> if I spend enough time with my parents. Yeah. It's really stressful. Like, why did I say that last week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to my mailman. Yeah. It's like rethink everything yeah. that you're doing in life. Um. Yeah. yeah. No, there's definitely. I think that's there's a healthy habit of smoking weed and ways yeah. to use it as like a betterment. Wow, this is a good. These the gift. This is their gift. Ooh, they oh my god! Of, there's a lot of stuff. That's the coolest thing. That's this. It's a humidifier, but it's a weed humidifier. It's a wow. Uh, Thank. Can I say the brand? Yeah. Thank you, Aurora. This is so many nice, mad stuff. What the fuck? There's a lot in there. Wow, room and linen spray. This is so cool. There's actually quite a few things I want from there, so... No, get the hell out of here! The bag itself is sick. I'm jealous of the bag. I was going to say it would be great for traveling, but... There's some weed there. Just joking. Oh! Wow, this is such a nice gift. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I went through the bag before you got here. I could be a drug dealer. Is this a scale? I think it's a joint holder. Oh, okay. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) This is cool, thank you. Um, so I see you wearing that Nike chain. Yeah, I love Nike. Is that on purpose? I love Nike. Yeah. I love Nike. Alright, well, they got you something too. Okay, let me, can I see? Yeah, I'm bringing Ooh, I like this. It's like you guys are Oprah together. <laughs> Not us. I didn't pay for none of this stuff. <laughs> Thank you! I'm with a bag. Ooh, there's a bag. Ah! 
Nike. Thank you, Nike. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, thank you again to Bambi for coming on. Uh, always interesting talking with her and getting made fun of. Uh, um, special thank you to Aurora for the gifts and also Nike Toronto, as always, for being our sponsor. Uh, all right, until next time.